Welcome back to ASD, A New Perspective, the podcast show where we help you understand what is going on in the mind of your child. And we encourage you that growth for your child is possible. In this podcast, Dr. Gutstein talks about static versus dynamic thinking and how necessary it is for growth. Let's listen in. When, when you're in a, when you're in a, in a static, complex static world, or static world, um, things are either similar to one another or they're different. You're able to operate that way. In a dynamic world, things are, at the same time, they're similar and they're different. And in a static world, you can sort of do that. You can say, okay, well, in this concept, this category, this is similar, this is similar, this is similar, this is different. In a dynamic world, you can't, you can't tell how much is similar and how much is different. It's sort of. So, you know, what happens in a world where things are at the same time in two states? Okay? So you, anytime you go into a new situation, if you're operating from a dynamic part, you, can, you realize that there's some, some similarities and some differences, but you can't analyze them. You can't stop and say, this is similar, this is different, 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 right? Plus, things keep changing, right? Um, there's things are, some things are continuing the way they were, they were, and some things are not. They're continuing to change, right? And some things that were similar before may not be similar the next time. You're also living in a world that's partially knowable and partially not knowable. So what it means is that in your static world, you're assuming that if you've got a task or problems, um, you, you're going to either know things, right? You're going to know them and be able to do them, or you're not going to know them. It's just not something I don't know, right? In a dynamic world, you have both. You're knowing and not knowing at the same time. You're in a partial world, again, where depending on the situation, you're going to know certain things and certain things, there's no way to know. There's no possible way to know and you're still going to proceed knowing that. You're just assuming that there's a part of the world that you can't know right now because it's too complicated because things are interacting because there's so many variables involved that there's no way to know what's going to happen next. That, In other words, the action you take you can't know exactly what it's going to do. You can't know exactly. You can't predict exactly. If you can predict that if you take this action, you're going to get this result, you're back on the static. If you realize that, oh, well, I'm going to make a guess and an action that I think will be helpful, but I have to be prepared that it might not turn out the way I predicted or thought, then you're thinking in a dynamic way. You're approaching the world differently. When you're thinking that you can take an object, for instance, and put it on the ground and come back to it later, and it'll be in the same place, you're in a static world, which is appropriate most of the time when you're putting an object in the ground. But what happens if you're putting an object in a fast-moving river? Do you assume that you're going to come back to it and it'll be in the same place? Can you know where it's going to be in the future? Can you predict in a river 
fast moving river, exactly where that object is going to be? No way. There's too many variables. There's different flows. There's you know, there's weather conditions. There's things in the river, right? Many things in the river. There's um, you know, it changes. Rivers, you know, fast moving rivers change from moment to moment, hour to hour. There's no way you can predict. You can predict it's going to be downriver, sort of downriver. You can sort of get a general area, we call a framework, or an area of where it might be. But within that area, you have no way of knowing where it's going to be. And so you're living in a world now where you can know and not know, where you can know sort of generally things. But as you approach the river, for instance, or as you approach that situation, you might get more and more information about it. But you're going to live with that degree of not knowing, right? And you're going to live with that degree that things are, you know, not going to be there when you need them. That you're going to be managing problems and situations in a very different way. Like you're not going to be, you know, you, you can't handle a sequence of river conditions. You can't handle it. You can't analyze it one by one by one. I always use it. another example I use is when you decide to get whether you're going to marry somebody. Try doing it through, you know, if you're doing it through a, a, a pro and con list, you could. But then let's say you have all these pros and cons. What do you do? Right, each one, is each one the same? Is each one equal in value? Um, right? How do, you, how do you deal with the, all those variables then and, and then make a judgment, right? Well, you see, the problem there is because you're dealing with a non-sequential world, a non-static world, where, you know, and also, by the way, the, the meaning of something, as you look at it, you notice something else, that the meaning is that the significance is starting to change because you're playing out different scenarios. And you say, well, this, I thought this was important. Maybe it's not as important as this and this and this. And even your mind, right, continues to sort of play out things and change its mind, change your mind. You look at things differently. And so, you know, there's no way to do that in a sequential way. There's no way to do it. It doesn't stay the same. It doesn't maintain its little static piece by piece by piece by piece by piece sameness, does it? Um, you wake up every morning and you go through the day and are you the same person at every moment of the day as yesterday, as last week? Right? Do you stay the same? Well, yeah. Are you different? Sometimes, yeah. Do you ever feel like getting different? You're being different? Yeah. But you're also the same, right? Any new situation you go into, right, that's not, not static, that's not scripted, right? If you can't figure out what's the same as other situations, if you can't appreciate that, you're going to feel chaotic, right? You go into a new situation and you have no idea of anything in your experience that's like it, you should probably leave, get out of there. Because you're going to be completely overwhelmed by it. You're going to be threatened. But what we do is we search immediately in a new situation. We're saying, okay, what is similar to the past? What have we noticed that seems to be continuing from our past experience? And it's only then that we can um, process and think about and appreciate what's different, right? Because we have that underlying sense of searching for something that's similar. Now, how similar is it? Can we quantify that? No, we can't, right? 
Will our opinions change of that as we go along? Yeah, we'll find other things that look similar. We'll also, in a new, like, go to a new culture, a new situation, you'll find things that draw contrast to your situation. Oh, that's really, I thought it was going to be similar because we use the same gesture. We use the same, you know, way of using this. And then we find out, oh, no, it's different. It's very different than we thought. Other things are going to be the opposite. It's more similar than we thought. And as we engage in a dynamic way, we are looking for those things. We're assuming that there's going to be differences in the things that stay the same to us, things that are different to us. As we engage in a dynamic way in our lives, we operate as if we're going to be continuous. We are the same person, but we're also there are periods where we're changing, where we're not the same, and we look back in the past. It doesn't feel the same as our prior experience. But I want to point out, it's not just a set of skills. I think that's where people may, may lose it. It's, it's a different way of approaching the world. I want to use an operating system, right? It's taking on that approach, and, and it needs to become internalized and automatic. You don't think, you don't press that button, you know, the static But it is a way of approaching the world as continually changing and also not. And sometimes we can ignore the change. We, when we're planning for the future, we're planning something, we're preparing, we're, we're on the one hand ignoring what's going on around us, all the, whatever variations are going on around us in the next room, in the next place, unless we don't. But sometimes we do. We go away, go offline. But we are planning and preparing for a world that's going to be dynamic. So the, what we, the way we plan, even though at that moment we're acting in, in that sense of a world that's we're not dealing with the current dynamic elements of the future. So I was saying, you know, you can have a contingency plan. You can make a contingency. If this happens, I'll do A. If that happens, I'll do B. And that's wonderful static thinking. You can have A, B, C, and D. <laughs> Problem is, in the real world, there's going to be EFGH, JK, And if you try to figure out what actually, if you try to really predict it, you spend the whole life predict, planning it and never get anywhere, never doing it. So that's why. And I, and I think it's really important that people have to understand where we're heading is if you're a parent or a profession, is that we're, we're, we're providing a means, right, for these people who have autism, autism being the, if you think about it on one level, it's uh, we define autism as people who are not developing complex dynamics process, which, as I said, shows itself most clearly for, for most of us in social situations, but in non-social situations as well. Because, by the way, the failure of people to live autonomously and to, and to be employed and, you know, and, and mentally healthy, people with high-functioning autism, is not purely social. It's not just because of the social situations. It's not because they're in social interactions that they fail. It's managing their own lives, too. All the dynamic things that come up in their own lives, that's very important to understand. Right? It's not, it just is. It, 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 it's, it's the most apparent in those social situations. But anyway, um, that's right. For, so that, when you talk about dynamic intelligence, it, it, it's important to make it clear what, what that's about and how, why, and, and every step we're taking even before we formally use that, you know, that program, this whole thing is a dynamic intelligence program. 
But what you're doing is this, in, in the first part, right? It's, a, it, it, it's creating a very attuned us relationship right at the beginning of the being together, 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 gently, being together. The idea that we can create a safe world with you, we can be a we, right? Even before you introduce a lot of variation, right? And then once we create that underlying continuity of us, we're going to be us, we're going to be okay emotionally, we're going to be a single emotional system to some degree, a regulated system. So, you know, we have, you have me to belong to and trust. And then we start introducing variation in a small way and emphasizing the interest in the variation and excitement. And then, of course, we emphasize the continuity, don't we? Yeah, because the idea is that, oh, there's differences and things are always going to stay the same. They are all the same. There's differences and things are always going to stay the same, except when they don't. Thanks for joining us for ASD, A New Perspective, a podcast show where we help you understand the mind of your child. And we always encourage you that growth for your child is possible. I'm Kat Lee. See you next time.